coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. People looking for generic businesses that are owner absentee. So, so one thing is to be rather specific in your search. So when you're first starting to look for businesses, it's okay to browse websites like our website, tworld.com or, or biz by sell, and just kind of window shop and figure out what industries you want to be in, what size company. But when you start engaging with a broker, be specific in your search. It's just kind of like your marketing message, right? If you're saying that your company can sell anything to anyone, you're not very memorable. And if you're talking to a broker who talks to hundreds of buyers every week, and you're saying, I'm just shopping for this generic thing, you're not very memorable versus I'm shopping for an electrical contractor in Columbus, Ohio, that does between one and $5 million in revenue. When that broker comes across that deal, he's going to immediately think of you. Yeah. Right. So I think that's one, that's one thing. The other thing is to not expect to get all of the information up front. And I think some of my colleagues have trained buyers inappropriately, (laughs) but this is a give and take relationship, right? So like we said, most of our sellers want to ensure that the next person that buys the business is qualified and going to take care of them mm-hmm. and take care of the business. So there's going to be a little bit of give of information to the buyer, but then like there's a little take, right? You'll be asked to sign an NDA. You're going to be asked for a proof of funds and, you know, a, a personal financial statement. You know, there's just a certain give and take. Don't be expected just to be handed like the kings to the kingdom or, you know, the secret sauce yeah. yep. right from the bat. So I think that's some of the the mistakes that buyers do make. Yeah. And then, and then just a little bit of flexibility It's a negotiation. Ultimately, my husband, who's my business partner always says like no deals done unless, you know, either parties, you know, a little bit sour that they didn't get exactly their own way. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have a returning guest, Jessica Falkovich. If you remember from the last time that we interviewed Jessica, she's in the business brokerage business where essentially she helps connect buyers and sellers together. So if you are a current business owner and you're looking to sell your company, uh, Jessica would be someone Jessica would be someone who you would want to connect with and vice versa. If you're looking to purchase a business, she has a large network, a large database of companies that are currently looking to to sell. So as you probably have heard before, we are in one of the largest wealth transfer transfers in history. Uh, there are a lot of baby boomers who currently own businesses who are going to be retiring very soon. And those business owners may not have anyone who wants to inherit their business. So if you are looking to make the jump into entrepreneurialism, this could be a perfect opportunity to do that. So we talk a little bit about what people should do when they're looking to sell their company and vice versa when they're looking to buy a company as well. Some of the tips and tricks to not only get the most for your money, but make sure that you are making a purchase that is going to be right for you and your family. 
So Jessica's book is called Getting the Most for Selling Your Business, How to Get Top Dollar for the Company You've Nurtured for Years. It's available pretty well in all the places where you would normally find books. So check that out. And uh, with that, I hope you enjoy today's episode of Pass the Secret Sauce. So Jessica, thanks for being on the show again here. You have some big news which is one of the reasons why we wanted to have you back on. Obviously, really interesting talking to you last time. We learned a lot, but uh, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone what the big news is? Yeah, Matt, thank you so much for having me back. I enjoyed myself so much last time I had to come back. But big news today is my book, Getting the Most for Selling Your Business, launched today on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all, all the major sellers. So big news, big book for people that are interested in selling a business, but also on, on the buy side, right, of getting... Mm-hmm able to pull the curtain back and see what goes on in this marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. No, really interesting stuff. So what would you say, like what stage would your book be written for? Right. So it's, it's written for people that are looking to, 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 you know, sell their business. At what point do you, would you suggest them to read this? You know, what types of things should they have in place? What types of things should they be thinking about when they, you know, when they pick up the book? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Honestly, if you are in the process of selling, you probably need this book at least six months in advance, but it's never a bad guide to have when you're any stage in business. So maybe like even you're thinking about starting or buying a business, it provides just insights on how value is created in the exit of a business, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're able to structure your business ahead of time for sale, one, it protects you if anything ever happens, unfortunately, in your life that you need to sell, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can just design it for long term. And mm-hmm. essentially, and we talked about a little about this on the show last time, you know, valuation and, and business value is all driven by profit. So essentially, the book is about running an efficient and profitable business. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And would you say that this helps you value your company as well and figure out what you should be asking for it, or, or at least put you you know, on on the lines of figuring out what the, the property or the uh, the company should be worth? Yeah, we talk a little bit about valuation. We don't get into methodology or actual multiples on there. But what the thing we do talk about is that, you know, uh, valuation is based on a multiple of your earnings. And that can be a variety or it can be a range depending on your industry and size of company. But the, the book is really about how to move you to the upper end of that range. So say businesses in HVAC are trading between two and five times earnings. You know, what makes the difference between a two times multiple business and a five times multiple business? That's really what this book is about is like, how do you move that multiple? We all know that if we want to grow our earnings, we can grow our revenue, we can shrink our expenses, but it's how do you that build those qualitative factors that business buyers really want? That's what I'm talking about throughout the book. Yeah, interesting. And what would you say are, you know, just a, a, a brief snippet, what are some of those things that you can do to move that needle, you know, toward the, the higher end? Yeah, so it's all about risk, right? So for buyers, they're, they're evaluating all the companies that they're looking at in terms of how much risk am I taking with this acquisition? Mm-hmm. So it's about reducing risk. So there's, there's three main ways that you can do that. And this is kind of the, the beginning part of what we address in the book. But first is you want to attract as many buyers as you want. Just like our basic supply and demand economics 101, you want to have different options and different marketplaces that you're shopping your business to and get as many buyers to compete for your business as possible. If that happens, it'll drive the price up. 
Yeah. The, the second way is financial records. So you have to have clean financial records going into a sale. And that means your profit and loss, your balance statement, tax returns, and usually about three years of history um, mm-hmm. is going to be the most beneficial for you. And then the last that I talk about is something in the business brokerage world that we call owner absentee businesses, but it's basically getting yourself out of the operator seat of the business. So you mm-hmm. don't have a day-to-day job. You're just managing the business. You're wearing that CEO hat instead of doing day-to-day. And the more you can move to that owner absentee or CEO model, the higher multiple and the higher price point you're going to get for the business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that, you know, all of that side of things is setting up the actual systems and processes that, you know, are replicatable, are, you know, you can plug people into those types of systems, you know, and, and they can follow that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot about processes and systems. There's also like, I go through like, what's the best rules to get out of first? Because obviously we can't just walk into our business one day and tell ourselves like, hey, I'm not going to work in my role anymore, right? So like, how do you strategically get out of the most valuable roles first? Documenting processes and systems, usually in whatever role you're doing is the first thing you want to do because you're going to be the one that's replaced first. And then you can have your team members help with their roles as well. So yeah, processes and systems are covered in the book. That's a, that's a really big one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, you know, it it sounds like you packed a lot of information into the, you know, into the book. Do you have any concerns? And actually, this is something that I think a lot of people struggle with. Do you have any concerns about, you know, basically giving away too much information that they're not going to need you anymore? And again, I think that that's a a problem that a lot of people struggle with when they're sharing their information, sharing their knowledge. So I'm curious how you how you approach that. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great question. And from, you know, an exit strategy and consulting standpoint, it's really a teaser to our prep to sell program. And really what I find with, with that program is that people don't need the information as much as they need outside eyes and accountability. Right. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with that too, as a business owner and, and, and from the business brokerage perspective, uh, most of the business brokers are really supportive of this launch. I've got some uh, quotations and testimonials from the head of the IBBA, from the president of BizBuySell. And it's really, as an industry, everything we wish our sellers knew so that oh. it can make us more effective in our jobs, yeah. get them you know, more buyers for their business, um, get them more money for their business, and hopefully sell it faster yeah. too. Yeah, so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so sort of a, a prep checklist, if you will, to, to be able to you know, be in a better position to be able to talk to either yourself or another broker or what have you. So yeah, yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. So, so it's been, I don't know, probably six months or so since we've talked, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The, the market has been, you know, completely, you know, crazy, all kinds of things going on in everyone's world today. Uh, what, what, what are you seeing as far as, you know, the, the, you know, buying and sell mergers, mergers and acquisitions, you know, type, type industry? What, uh, you know, how has it been impacted with everything going on today? Yeah, it was really interesting because when the pandemic first started, like everyone else, we had no idea how our industry would handle it. And quite honestly, I was like, wow, I think we're done for a while. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think people are going to be buying businesses. And it it started to take off. And first, it was about some of the incentives that the SBA was giving away, you know, some of the payment forgiveness for the first six months and some, you know, some way fees, things like that. And then when this whole, what they're calling the great resignation started, mm-hmm. it started getting a flood of buyers. So it was interesting going into the pandemic, one of the biggest concerns for the brokerage community was that 55 to 60% of all small businesses are owned by the baby boomers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're on the retirement horizon, right? So we know they're, they're getting ready to sell. 
So, and, and on the other side, millennials really weren't engaging in entrepreneurship. They were more on that corporate track. Mm-hmm. So we were expecting this flood of sellers and not having enough buyers in the marketplace. Hey, it's Matt. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I've been involved in the multifamily real estate realm for a while. It's something that I truly, truly enjoy, and I wanted you, my listeners, to be the first to know about something new coming out. We're calling it the MultiWiser Deal Room. It's a community of individuals just like you who want to get wise about multifamily real estate investing developing, and even owning and managing your own complexes. You'll be able to network with people from all sections of the industry, from investors looking for deals, project managers looking for investors, real estate brokers, property management agencies, contractors, remodeling experts, finance gurus, you name it, we're going to have it in the network. I've been at this for a while, and I know it takes a community to make just one of these projects happen. And the MultiWiser Deal Room is my attempt to shorten your learning curve and get you plugged into leading experts fast who can help you close your own deals. We start off with a video glossary of over 150 commonly used terms to increase your understanding and help you get moving. Also included in the community are training videos to help you be successful, like how to put together a pitch deck, build a team, and so much more. We're going to have live interactive Zoom calls where you can ask your questions and learn from people who are actually out there in the industry doing it. For more information, go to multiwiser.com. Well, the pandemic switched that whole thing. Because really? millennials got a taste of working from home and flexible schedules and being on their own. And then returning to those corporate environments became less desirable, which started that thing that everyone's calling the great resignation, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That increased our buyer pool of about three times. Um, wow. wow. Yeah. So we had this flood of buyers come to the marketplace. At the same time, we had the sellers come to the marketplace. So it solved, it solved that buyer gap. And actually, it created a very favorable market for sellers. Uh, so it's a very, very favorable market for sellers right now where we have a ton of buyers. Mm-hmm. There, there's still a ton of money available through the SBA mm-hmm. so, and through different lenders. So it's, it's been a wild ride. I mean, there's been a lot of transactions done. We're actually up year over year and have been for the last two years. And it just keeps going. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's, I would have never thought that that was, you know, obviously I, I'm suffering through the great resignation, right? I can't find employees and I would have never yeah. thought that, you know, everyone decided that they were going to go and, and uh, open up their own business. And that was, you know, where a lot of them, a lot of them went. Do you see any popular industries, would you say that are again, sort of standout ish? You know, we, we talked right before we, we jumped on here about the, you know, the quote unquote boring businesses, the, you know, the car washes and, you know, those types of things. Are there any businesses that you would say are, you know, sort of stand out in today's market or, or sort of sought after by a lot of buyers? Yeah, there's definitely been some more interest in the, the boring businesses, like the, the the businesses, the industries that have been around for hundreds of years. And as mm-hmm. we talked about before, we do a lot of work in constructions and, and trades, and, and that's continue to be a strong market. Mm-hmm. It's not really specific industries, but things or qualities of businesses that buyers continue to look for. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many emails I get every day. It's like, hey, I'm looking for an owner absentee business that has recurring revenue and cash flows over $250,000. Like mm-hmm. every buyer is looking for that. 
And I think especially the owner absentee thing where somebody can come in and just wear that CEO hat has become even more desirable. If we bring a business to market like that, it sells relatively quickly and there's usually a bidding war going into yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And, and what types of, I guess, qualifications would you say that someone might need to have if you're thinking about buying a business, right? You know, obviously, like you said, there there's places where you can get loans from. And, you know, if you've got the down payment, you can qualify from that standpoint. But what type of prep would a, would a you know, a, a up and coming business owner, someone who's making a purchase, what types of things should they know about? Yeah. And, and it's really a, a great question in this competitive market, especially if you're trying to buy a business that is in a popular industry or one of the ones we just talked about that is very competitive. You can set yourself apart. So most of these companies, like I said, are owned by baby boomers or some Gen X are starting to sell and legacy is really important to them. So just like when you're trying to bid on a house, sometimes there are certain things you can do to set yourself outside of the, of the crowd. There is the same thing with the businesses. So you can go and get a pre-qualification for your bank. The bank will still tell you like, hey, I need to see the business first, but they can they can give you like a little letter, like pre-qualification letter saying like, hey, we're already working together and we would definitely finance Matt in this transaction. Mm-hmm. That's going to help a lot. Being able to provide proof of funds is very important. So if you're going to try and do a cash down payment or buy a business for cash, proof of funds is extremely important and will set you outside of the crowd. The other thing, I I think having your story right. So there is, and oftentimes, and this is not everyone, right? You know, we, we always have like stereotypes of different types of consumers out there, but there are certain business buyers that will come in almost in an insulting manner to the sellers. And like I just said, they're very, they're very proud. Legacy is very important. So coming in about, you know, why do you want to buy this business? And offering some compliments and, and regards for what they've built and what they've been through, through the interview process, that's going to be really important. I mean, I can't tell you how many sellers we've had that will turn down higher offers just yeah. because they don't like the buyer. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really about this short-term marriage. So, you know, coming in and, and doing some research on your own on the company, being able to compliment that seller when you do get a chance to meet and having a story about why you want their company and, and what you see for its future, mm-hmm. that'll be really important to the seller. Yeah, I think that's a dynamic that maybe not a lot of people necessarily think about that you, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to buy your business, you know, sell it to me, right? And they, they think that that's kind of like a one-way transaction, but you know, you have to pitch yourself and and, you know, make yourself seem appealing to the other you know, to the other party as well, which, like I said, I don't think a lot, a lot of people necessarily realize that that's part of the transaction. Yeah. And you have to think, I mean, most of the companies that are for sale are founder-based companies, which means the seller that's selling the company is the founder, right? Mm-hmm. And most of these founders, and, and I find myself in the situation too, and I use this metaphor in the book a lot, is we, we find identifying the business as our baby, right? And it's whether it's, it's a love-hate relationship sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. But I mean, even my first business I sold was a wine business. And I followed what happened with that business for five, seven years before they ended up closing about eight years later. And I mean, I didn't like that business anymore five years later. Like I had no desire to go buy it back, but I still cared what happened. And, and most of these sellers that it is their baby and they they are going to care a lot. Like, yes, there's a financial part of the transaction to it. 
but they also want to make sure like what they built will continue to survive. The people that they've worked with for sometimes five, 10, 40 years are well taken care of. They need to have that, that trust in, in the next person that's going to run the business. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I can, as you were telling that story, it kind of shot me back. Like even I used to be an electrical contractor years ago, but I still drive by, you know, buildings and houses and that, that we did electrical work in and oh you know, some of my energy went into, you know, putting things in there. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's a cool feeling knowing that, you know, you, you had a small impact and in this case, a, a huge impact in, you know, building something. So right. no, it makes perfect sense. What, what types of things, what are some of the mistakes that you see, you know, people making when they approach, you know, when, when they're looking to buy a business, you know, we went through the things that they should do. What types mm-hmm. of things should they not be doing you know, to, you know, I guess, stand out or, you know, even qualify for the bank, anything like that? What, what, the, what things should they not be doing? Yeah, I think one big thing is I, I joked a little bit earlier that I get a million emails a day about people looking for generic businesses that are owner absentee. So, so one thing is to be rather specific in your search. So when you're first starting to look for businesses, it's okay to browse websites like our website, tworld.com or, or biz by sell, and just kind of window shop and figure out what industries you want to be in, what size company. But when you start engaging with a broker, be specific in your search. It's just kind of like your marketing message, right? If you're saying that your company can sell anything to anyone, you're not very memorable. And if you're talking to a broker who talks to hundreds of buyers every week, and you're saying, I'm just shopping for this generic thing, you're not very memorable versus I'm shopping for an electrical contractor in Columbus, Ohio, that does between one and $5 million in revenue. When that broker comes across that deal, he's going to immediately think of you. you. Yeah. Right. So I think that's one, that's one thing. The other thing is to not expect to get all of the information up front. And I think some of my colleagues have trained buyers inappropriately, (laughs) but this is a give and take relationship, right? So like we said, most of our sellers want to ensure that the next person that buys the business is qualified and going to take care of them Mm -hmm. and take care of the business. So there's going to be a little bit of give of information to the buyer, but then like there's a little take, right? You'll be asked to sign an NDA. You're going to be asked for a proof of funds and, you know, a, a personal financial statement. You know, there's just a certain give and take. Don't be expected just to be handed like the kings to the kingdom or, you know, the secret sauce yeah. yep. right from the bat. So I think that's some of the, the mistakes that buyers do make. Yeah. And then, and then just a little bit of flexibility It's a negotiation. Ultimately, my husband, who's my business partner always says like, no deals done unless, you know, either parties, you know, a little bit sour that they didn't get exactly their own yeah. way. Right. Yeah. No, that's a great way to look at it. It's it, that's yeah. Actually, that's a perfect perspective. You know, to, to you know keep things you know in perspective because I think again a lot of people go in and and feel like oh, I I've got to get everything that I want and at some point that might even you know derail the entire thing. So you know you went in too hard nosed and too you know strict on what it was that you're looking for and you know that little bit of give and take you know sometimes makes all the all the difference. So. Yeah, it's actually on the sell side, something we talk about a lot um, is I'll say, what's your most important outcome? Because you can really only have one, right? Mm-hmm. You can get the most money that you want for the business. You could have the best legacy possible for the business, right? And have mm-hmm. it in the best hands. 
or sometimes it's different than price as you can walk away with the most cash in your pocket, but mm-hmm. you can't really get all three. You're not going to win on all three. That's, or that's like unlikely, right? It happens yeah. in, you know, once in a blue moon type deals, because ideally, right. If we wanted the best legacy for the company, we'd probably sell it to our top employees or mm-hmm. people that have been with the company for a long time, but often they can't afford to pay us the best financial price, or we're going to have to finance that over years, which affects the cash in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same thing on the buy side. Like what's your most important outcome, right? Yeah. 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 No, couldn't agree more. You, you actually kind of reminded me of uh, another philosophy that I actually teach our employees as well. And I, I can't, there's a name for this, but basically it's a circle and there's prices in one quadrant, time is in the other and quality is in the other. Right. right. Um, and so many owners, they want all three, but it's been technically proven that there's no way that you can have all three. You can only have as many of two of them. So which one are you going to give up in order to be able to have the, you know, the, the third one. So, right. so yeah, makes, makes perfect sense. So yeah. yeah, Jessica, this is, this is really, really cool. Really exciting. You know, so happy that you wrote the book. I'm actually going to read it to you because as, as I've mentioned, you know, I want to get into some of these, you know, purchasing of different companies and whatnot. So I will be ordering this later on today as well, but if people want to learn more, you know, about the book or your services, what would be the best way to uh, reach out and get in touch or again, learn more? Yeah, you can reach me at our website, which is exitfactor.com. Um, the book's available for sale at backslash book, um, but you can also find it on Amazon by searching, getting the most for selling your business as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. Jessica, thanks for the time and uh, good luck with the launch. This is, this is really cool. Good stuff. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate you having me on the show. No problem. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.